0: Well, hello everyone, Rob here, getting ready to start up some podcasts again. This time we're going to bring some good news to you. You've had enough bad news, we're going to bring the good news. Uh, Just wanted to let you know that you can start hearing my podcasts here on Anchor. I'm going to record them, Uh, we're going to talk about some good news and just a trace of bad news to keep you updated on today's events going on around the world. Uh it's quite an interesting day we live in, in this world. But there is good news. Anyway, again this is Rob, Brother Robert. And I look forward to helping people and you can help us as well. Um So stay tuned, we'll be back soon. Hello everyone. And when I say everyone, I'm talking about everyone. Everyone in the world. All the children, boys and girls. I'm speaking of teenagers middle-aged people, senior citizens. I'm speaking to everyone when I say everyone. It's Brother Robert here. And I'm getting ready to start some podcasts again. My wife and I used to do podcasts and put them online for your viewing. for preaching the good news and the bad news. But now I'm trying to bring you a little bit more good news because people are so bummed out anyway. Trying to cheer you up a little bit. But either way, the good news is always God's Word. And we'll get right into it here. Um, Basically, this is a Bible study. Now, don't get nervous because I said the word Bible. um, Call me a Bible thumper or whatever you want. Uh, But this is basically a Bible study, and it's a little bit different, though. I put a little twist on it, and I try to uh, compare it to... today's world. How the Bible is, God's Word is still currently living. It's a living Word of God, okay? So anyway, sit back and relax, and we're going to have a little Bible study here and talk about some good news. I will talk about a little bit of bad news because it's important that people pay attention. There's some exciting things happening. There's some not so exciting things happening, but either way, we need to be paying attention. And that's one reason why I'm here. Uh, you can call me Brother Robert. I'm a child of the Most High God. I've given my life to Jesus Christ 24 years ago, 24 and a half years ago, as a matter of fact, I surrender my life to Jesus Christ because I believe that he shed his blood on the cross. He suffered and died for me. And God resurrected him on the third day. I believe that sincerely. I believe it wholeheartedly. And that's why I'm gonna live forever. You may wanna choose eternal damnation, eternal punishment, that's your choice. I'm not here to make up your mind for you. I'm here to help you. And here to talk to you about some good news. So basically, in a nutshell, it's, it's three questions, three answers. We'll look at scriptures, and we'll look at some vocabulary words as well. Talk a little bit about current events in today's world. Okay, so let's get started here. Um, the first podcast that I'm doing now is called Fellowship. The title is Fellowship. And I know that makes a lot of people uneasy when they when they think about fellowship. And I'm speaking to the lost, I'm speaking to the people that have been saved and the lost generation as well. Now the, the saved people will know what I'm talking about a little bit more than the lost people when it comes to the word fellowship. Um, some people think, well, Those are, that's those, those believers, those born again believers, they think they're better than anybody else. They don't want to talk to us. They don't want to communicate with us. They don't want to have anything to do with us. They think they're better than us. And I can tell you right now, there's nothing further from the truth. We love sinners. We hate sin, period. All right. So let's get started here. And we'll go to the first question. Question number one. What kind of people do fellowship together? And why? All right, before we answer that question, we're going to have to go to the scripture and find out what God says about fellowship as well. All right? Because it's not about what I say. Don't take Brother Robert's word for it. Take God's word for it. You have to have God's Word. You'll find God's Word in the King James Version, and you can also find it in William Tyndale's translation. Take a look at that. For those of you that are a little more learned and experienced, check that one out. I don't recommend any new versions. New Bible versions are perverted, they're corrupted, and they're no good. So the King James Version is, is the last English version Check it out, it's available everywhere. It's also the best-selling book ever. There's a reason for that. All right, so what kind of people do fellowship together and why? And we're gonna read Psalm 94. So if you have your Bibles, open up to Psalm 94. It's right about in the middle of the Bible. Put your finger right in the middle of the pages and open it up, you'll see the Psalms. It's the Old Testament, Psalm 94. We're going to read the whole chapter, and we're going to talk about a few things during the chapter, and then we're going to answer the question, and also, each question has its own vocabulary word. And keep in mind that the King James Version Bible has its own built-in Bible dictionary. So you can really find most of the words that don't make any sense to you right in within the same paragraph, within the same chapter, or... Elsewhere in the Bible. So think about that as well. Okay. Here we go. O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongeth. Now remember that word vengeance. Oh God, to whom vengeance belongeth, show thyself. Now I want you to, as we're reading this chapter, I want you to think about and observe the two different groups of people that it speaks about. Okay. There's two different groups of people in here speaking or that the word speaks about. Lift up thyself, verse 2, Thou judge of the earth, render a reward to the proud. There's one group, the proud. Lord, how long shall the wicked How long shall the wicked triumph? You ever wonder that? You ever ask God that question? How long shall they utter and speak hard things? And all the workers of iniquity boast themselves. They just think they have something to boast about, but they don't. They're proud. They break in pieces thy people. Oh, there's another there's another people right there. There's another group of people. Thy people. What does that mean? God's people. They break in pieces thy people, O Lord, and afflict thine heritage. So kids, if people are bullying you in school because you're a believer in God, and they don't see things the way you do, don't worry about that because God will repay. Don't worry about those bullies. They need prayer. So verse five, They break in pieces thy people, O Lord, and afflict thine heritage. They slay the widow, and the stranger, and murderer, and the fatherless. Yet they say the Lord shall not see, neither shall the God of Jacob regard it. Understand ye brutish among the people, and ye fools. When will ye be wise? He that planted the ear, shall he not hear? He that formed the eye, shall he not see? Don't think God can't hear and see everything that you do, because he does. He sees it all, he knows it all, he's an all-knowing God. He that chastiseth the heathen, shall not he correct? He that teacheth man knowledge, Shall not he know? The Lord knoweth the thoughts of man, that they are vanity, useless, they're vain. Blessed is the man whom thou chastenest, O Lord, and teachest him out of thy law, that thou mayest give him rest from the days of adversity until the pit be digged for the wicked. For the Lord will not cast off His people, neither will He forsake His inheritance. Excuse me. For the Lord will not cast off His people, neither will He forsake His inheritance. God will never leave you if if you make Him your Lord. Or if He calls you and you say, Yes, Lord, I will come to you. You surrender your life to Him. But judgment, verse 15, shall return unto righteousness, and all the upright in heart shall follow it. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Or who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul had almost dwelt in silence. When I said, My foot slippeth thy mercy, Oh Lord held me up there's good news everywhere this is the good news we're reading here in the multitude of my thoughts you know why you can't find anything good these days because you're not looking in the right place open up this Bible it's full of good news it's all about the good news it's a it's got bad news as well but it is the good news it's true. Uh, Verse 18, when I said my foot slippeth thy mercy, O Lord, held me up in the multitude of my thoughts within me. Thy comforts delight and delight my soul. Now, pay attention here. The verse 20 is the key verse. Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee? Iniquity is sin, which frameth mischief by a law. Shall the throne of iniquity have fellowship with thee, which frameth mischief by a law? They gather themselves together against the soul. By the way, the answer to that question is no. They gather themselves together against the soul of the righteous and condemn the innocent blood. But, and that three-letter word is one of the biggest three-letter words you'll ever hear in your life when you read God's word. But... The Lord is my defense, and my God is the rock of my refuge. And he shall bring upon them their own iniquity, and shall cut them off in their own wickedness. Yea, the Lord our God shall cut them off. So if you're cut off, it's not because God said, "Eh, I don't really like that guy. I'm going to cut him off. No. It's because of your own wickedness. It's because of your own choices. That's why you'll be cast into the lake of fire if you are. Hopefully you won't be. God desires no one to perish, and neither do we. Okay? But think about that. The main topic here is fellowship. And the question, let's go back to the question, what kind of people do fellowship together and why? Okay, so we're starting to get an idea of types of people that are mentioned within this study. Basically, the good and the evil. Why are we good? I'm not good. I'm only good because I have God in me, Christ in me. That's why. You can't call me good without saying, giving God the glory. Okay? So... You may have already answered this question, but I'll answer it as well. God's people fellowship with each other and they also fellowship with God. Now keep that in mind, that's a key understanding there. That's, that's a, a key to understanding this. They also fellowship with God through the Holy Spirit and with Jesus Christ. That's where people leave things out. That's, where, that's, the, that's what people leave out right there. They don't consider the fact that God's people fellowship with each other and they also fellowship with God through the Holy Spirit and with Jesus Christ. Who is the truth, by the way? You hear the truth speaking in your heart? That's Jesus Christ. We are the children of the Most High God. It's what we do. Period. Well, I actually have an exclamation point there, but you know what I mean. Okay, so let's look at fellowship here. This is the word, the vocabulary word for this question. What does fellowship mean? Some people don't even know what fellowship is. You know, you think it's kind of like friendship, uh, it kind of sounds like friendship. Um, the sharing of similar interests. The sharing of similar interests ideals or experiences as by reason of profession, religion, or nationality. Friendship, comradeship. See, there's that word friendship. So fellowship is kind of like friendship. What kind of people do have friendship together? Why are we friends? Why are believers friends with each other? We have something in common, right? Now back up a little bit. It says the sharing of similar interests, ideals, or experiences. We get along so well with, with, with other believers because we share some of the same things, some of the same interests, ideals, or experiences as by reason of profession. We hang out, we talk, we have a good conversation, we profess what we believe. Is our relationship perfect? No, of course not. But we also have, keep in mind, fellowship with God through the Holy Spirit and with Jesus Christ. That's the key difference between believers and unbelievers. Unbelievers don't include God in that conversation. They use the truth, but they don't profess the truth. You follow me? Hence, confusion, fights, wars, Etc. Alright, let's move on to question two here. What kind of people do not fellowship together and why not? <laughs> now I can already hear people commenting on that one. I can already hear you. I can hear the static. What kind of people do not fellowship together and why not? Okay, we're going to read the Scripture before. Again, before we answer the question, we're going to go to the Scripture. And we're going to see what God's Word says about this. Again, this isn't what Brother Robert says in his opinion. This is about the living God's Word. All I'm here to do is to share the good news with you. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. That's a New Testament. The New Testament. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I'm not going to be like most preachers and jump right on it and start reading as soon as I say that. I'm going to let you find it because I have to find it too. 2 Corinthians. And we really need to follow along in God's Word because we don't need to sit there and listen and say, "Ah, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but that's not what I believe. Well, you know what? It doesn't matter what you believe either. It matters what God says. Okay, it's not about what I believe, what you believe, uh, my opinion, your opinion, and that's where that's where the wedge goes in anyway, right? Let's take it to God. Let's ask God what what, what he says about it. What what does he say about this? What do, what do you say, God? What what's the answer to this question? How are we to understand this? This is very important, right? What kind of people do not fellowship together and why not? I can hear some of you answering that question already. Go ahead, answer it in your heart. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. We then, as workers together with him... Are you reading? Are you listening? As workers together with him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. And some people even do that, even believers. The church is not perfect. We're a work in progress. But you know what? There is going to be a perfect church. When the Lord Jesus Christ returns, There, you will see the perfect church. And what a day that will be that you receive not the grace of God in vain. If you really open up your understanding, if the Lord, you let the Lord open up your understanding and speak to you through this word, you can see it in almost every sentence. Receive not the grace of God in vain. That means useless. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And let's just stop right there for a minute because that's a good verse. If you're thinking about surrendering surrendering your life to Jesus Christ and you want to live forever and eternity in the new heaven and the new Jerusalem, new heaven and new earth, you want to be there. If you don't want to be cast into the everlasting fire, now is the time. Today, now is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Don't wait. Don't put it off until tomorrow. You could be gone before then, and then it'll be too late. No such thing as purgatory. All right, so verse 3, giving no offense in anything that the mystery be not blamed. Ministry, sorry, be not blamed. Giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed but in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God, in much patience, in afflictions, in necessities, in distresses. Are you listening? In stripes, in imprisonments, in tumults, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, by pureness, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love unfeigned, By the word of truth, did you hear that? By the way, that's verse seven. By the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by honor and dishonor, by evil report and good report as deceivers, and yet true, as unknown and yet well-known, as dying and behold, we live as chastened and not killed as sorrowful yet always rejoicing as poor yet making many rich as having nothing and yet possessing all things this is paul speaking to the corinthians oh ye! but he's speaking to us too you can believe that oh ye corinthians our mouth is open unto you our heart is enlarged ye are not straitened in us but ye are straitened in your own bowels now for a recompense in the same, I speak as unto my children. Be ye also enlarged. Now here's the key verse. And I can hear people arguing arguing with this already. But I pray that you'll pray about this next verse. And that you will take it to the Lord in prayer every day. If, it, if that's what it takes until you have a complete understanding of it. This is a huge verse here be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion Tyndale says company what communion hath light with darkness now before you start emailing me or calling me or complaining to me about this or turning this podcast off, whatever you decide. Um, like I said, pray to pray about this. Ask the Lord what this means, exactly what this means. And remember while you're doing that that we love the sinner. We hate the sin. God hates sin. God loves the sinner. We're taught to love the sinner and hate the sin, okay? And if we continue for 20 years to witness it to someone, to help them to hear the good news, to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior for eternal life, if we do our jobs preaching the gospel to the world, which is the good news, and they say, after all those years, well, I don't believe in Jesus Christ repeatedly. I don't believe in Jesus. I wasn't raised that way. And they don't want to talk about it at all. And guess what? We're not going to be unequally yoked together with them. Why is that? Because oil and water doesn't mix. What fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath light with darkness? And don't say that you're righteous if you don't believe in Jesus Christ and God the Father, because you're not. Alright, so onward here. Verse 15, And what concord hath Christ with Belial? And what part? There's that King James Version built-in Bible dictionary. What part hath he that believeth with an infidel, an unbeliever? And what agreement have the temple of God with idols. For ye are the temple of the living God. By the way, if you see a temple being constructed over there in the Middle East, that's not of God. That's Satan's synagogue. Because we are the temple. Jesus is the temple, we're the stones. Remember that. What agreement had the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. Hallelujah. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. See there? And I will be their God and they shall be my people. We are the temple. Jesus is the temple. He's the cornerstone. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate. This is where people go wrong. They don't believe this is the truth. Oh, I don't really believe that, so it doesn't apply to me. Oh, yes, it does. You better get ready. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate. I'm speaking to people in the church too, so don't think I'm not. Sayeth the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will, there's a lot of unclean things in this world, even in the church, and I will receive you. And will be a father unto you, best father you'll ever have, ever need. And ye shall be as my son, be my sons and daughters, saith the, the Lord Almighty. Now there is the good news, my friends. He said, "He, ye shall be my sons and daughters." That's what God said. God said that. Do you want to be a child of the Most High God? Trust me, you do. All right, so we saw the key verse there. And don't try to understand all this at once in one day. Pray about it. Think about it. Get into God's Word for yourself. Don't listen to the preacher all the time. Read the Word for yourself. That's why it's here. You can find a a King James Bible anywhere. You can get them online. Type it in on the Play Store. You can get apps all over the place. King James Version, you can get study Bibles if that's what you need. You know, you can't say it wasn't available to you because it's everywhere now. All right, so again, we have a vocabulary word for this question and it's communion. And I said earlier that William Tyndale said company and he was first, by the way. James Version came from William Tyndale praise God communion or company the, the definition I picked was mutual intercourse or union in religious worship or in doctrine and discipline mutual intercourse or union in religious worship or in doctrine and discipline the Protestant churches have no communion with a Romish church. I didn't say that. Noah Webster said that, the founding father of American scholarship and education. You better believe he knows the definition of communion. Mutual intercourse or union in religious worship or in doctrine and discipline, the Protestant churches have no communion with the Romish church. Now let's not get into a Protestant Catholic uh, argument here. It's not what this is about. The point is some people fellowship and some don't. And my job is to try to explain the reason for that, or at least to open your eyes and open your understanding. You, know, you have to have an open heart. Okay, if you don't open your heart, uh, you're, you're probably gonna be in trouble, okay? You have to have an open heart, open mind. Open your ears, open your eyes. This world is spinning out of control, fast. So you better get ready. All right, question three. Do you have desire, do you desire to have fellowship with the living God. See, God calls us. He puts that desire in our hearts. If we have a desire according to the truth, that's God putting that desire there. And we build on that. We let God open it up. We all have the truth speaking to us. Everybody has a certain degree, certain level of truth, everybody. The question is, What are you gonna do with that truth? Are you gonna continue to trust it or trust Him? It's about the truth. It's about the absolute truth. And you can't have your own truth. You're entitled to your own opinion. That's fine. But you're not entitled to your own truth. There's only one truth. And that truth has a name. His name is Jesus Christ. Think about that. He's the way, the truth, and the life. So do you desire to have fellowship with the living God? I hope you do. Let's look at 1 John chapter 1. And those of you that have just started reading your Bibles, maybe even today. Maybe today's the first day you started reading. This is a good place to start. Any of the Johns. Big John or the three little Johns. There's there's four different books of John. John. Um, there's the main book, the gospel according to John, and then there's John chapter, there's John 1, 1 John, 2 John, 3rd John. Alright, so we're gonna look at 1 John chapter 1. It's closer to the back of the Bible. Closer to the end. 1 John Chapter 1. And don't think you can't understand God's Word. Some people say, Oh, I can't read that. I can't understand it. I don't get it. Well, the reason why you don't get it is because you need an interpreter. You need somebody to give you understanding. And that someone is Jesus Christ. So, step one is surrendering your life to Him. Okay? You don't just pick up this book and read it, you have to have the Holy Spirit. Speaking to you. And God will speak to you through this Bible. That's what's so good about it. It's living. If you want God to speak to you, you say, oh, I never hear God. I can't hear him. I don't know what his voice sounds like. Well, you open this up and start reading. I did 24 and a half years ago. I I didn't have a clue. But you know what? I knew one thing. God was calling me and he said, you keep reading it. And I've read it seven times. And i got to read it another 70 times. I just keep reading it. It's like anything. Practice makes perfect. But the key is the Holy Spirit will guide you through it. These are the instructions for life. So 1 John uh, chapter 1. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you. That which also, that, I'm sorry, that ye also may, have fellowship, there's that word again, fellowship with us and truly our fellowship. Now listen carefully here. There's a there's like three key verses in this chapter, three, six, and seven. Uh, our fellowship, or f- we could say friendship, is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. See the difference there? We talked about it before. There's the difference. We also have a third party in this con- in every conversation, or we should anyway. We have to include God. And there's the problem. People don't include God in their conversations. And guess what? You can have a conversation with somebody. If you live in New York and, you, and they're in California, you can talk to them. If you put God right there, he'll relay a message to you. Think about that one. And these things write we unto you, verse 4, that your joy may be full. Don't you want joy that's full? Verse 5, this then is the message. And Tyndale says tidings, which is news like news. This is good news. You know this is good news. Which we have heard of him. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we talked about this before. We say we have fellowship with him, oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus, I was born again, but they walk in darkness. We lie and do not the truth. If we say we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. You see, if you believe in Jesus Christ, Satan believes in Jesus Christ. The evil angels, this evil spirits, they believe in Jesus Christ. It's not just about saying, I believe in Jesus Christ. You have to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. Okay? Verse 7, But, if we walk in the light see if we walk in the light as he is in the light we have fellowship one with another and the blood and there's the big key the blood of Jesus Christ his son cleanses us from all sin and that one word blood right there is more important than I could ever explain because that's Jesus innocent shed blood that's what saves you that's how you are forgiven of your sins because he shed that blood. And the longer you under, the, the longer you walk with Jesus Christ, the more you understand that. Ask him, what does this blood mean, Father? What, what do you mean, blood? Blood? That's, that sounds like darkness there. No. Um, the innocent shed blood of Jesus Christ that, that he shed when he hung on that cross. That right there is what justifies us. From the death penalty, death penalty that we were under before that, before we received that. Okay, that's the justification right there. That's the most important thing. Um, but this study isn't about the blood. We'll do one of that. We'll do one a podcast, one day about the blood of Jesus Christ as His Son cleanseth us from all sin. See. Are you washed in the blood? Are you washed in the blood? Okay. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. I've heard somebody say that before a couple times. I don't sin. I don't sin anymore. That's a lie. Now, once you become a believer, you're not a sinner anymore, but the sin will happen. And we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. We take it to the cross. We pray for forgiveness and we don't do it again. We repent continuously. Get it out. Sin is the problem. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, that's an ongoing process. When Jesus died and shed his blood and rose again, he did that for the forgiveness of your sins past, present, and future. Okay? Remember that. Not that it's okay to sin. No, it's not. But that ugly sin tries to creep its way into everybody's life. you got to get rid of it. There's only one way, and that way is Jesus Christ. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us, period. Okay, so our word is message. Message is the vocabulary word for this question. Question, do you desire to have fellowship with a living God? message. And by the way, only you can answer this question. I can't answer that for you. I can't say, okay, this person has died. I really love them. I think they were a good person and I'm going to make them a saint. No way. That can't happen. It's not going to happen. I can't answer that for you. That's between you and God. You make that decision. You make that choice. You decide that sin is the problem and Jesus is the answer. That's your decision. And it's also the best decision you could ever make in your life. So what does message mean? A short communication transmitted from one person or group to another. How many times do we have text messages these days? Or messages over email or Insta message, Instagram, whatever all that is. Uh, there's all kinds of messaging going on. Why, why do we keep messaging each other? Why is that? Why, think about that for a minute. When's the last time you heard a message from God? God likes to message you too, you know. So message... Is a short communication transmitted from one person or group to another. Basically, what we do when we fellowship, when we have friendship, we communicate, we transmit communication. And by the way, all this online and electronic messaging is really, you know, I'm kind of, call me old school, but it's not really as good as you think it is because there's nothing like having fellowship in person. Nothing like making eye contact with somebody and watching other people's body language and just plain having fellowship. Nothing like it. So let's try to get back to some more of that. You know, the, the devices are okay. All this internet can be great. God can use that for his good, for his glory. But let's fellowship. Let's, for, for real, for the, you know, let's do it the real way. I read an article the other day, you know, people, they did a study about people that uh, use social media and they're some of the loneliest people in the world. Expectations are too high. People have too high of standards. Let's just humble ourselves in the name of Jesus Christ. All right, so a little footnote here. Um, I told you we were going to update you with some news from around the world. This is somewhat old because we kind of did this fellowship. Uh, My wife and I used to do the podcasts on our site, which is rocksalt7.com. You can go to rocksalt7.com. That's our website. You can find some more good news there, a lot more good news. Check it out. Uh, But so this is kind of old news, but for some of you, it might you might not have heard this before, but some employers are requiring their employees to use new online time clock systems to clock in and out from a cell phone or other electronic devices tied to the internet. At the moment, and this is February 2020, employees can punch the time clock simply by tapping an icon. Now, this is something we need you to pay attention to here because something's happening. If you're a an unbeliever and you haven't heard anything about this, Um, You need to really pay attention. Even believers need to pay attention because this is evolving right before our very eyes. The enemy, the devil is trying to do something here. He's trying to take this world over and for a certain time he will. So we need to pay attention so we don't get drawn into his trap. We need to be believing on God, the real God. But they can uh, tap on an icon. It is also possible to use systems such as touch ID and fingerprint readers as a foolproof biometric, now remember that word, there's a key word in this comment. Biometric form of identification. Always keep that in mind. Watch out for this biometric form of identification. To clock in and out, at you know that right now it's just clocking in and out. It's positive identification. Joe Schmoe from Idaho can't clock his buddy in. It has to be his buddy that clocks in and I can understand they they want positive ID and that's okay at the moment. But keep an eye on this biometric form of identification because we believe it's gonna be used for some other things in the future. To clock in and out at work, one of these companies is called Paychex Flex, another is Kronos. As we continue to inform everyone, and I do mean everyone, about the evolution of the mark, name, and number of the beast, and that's what I was talking about earlier, and the tools that will be used to implement this evil system, we also continue to challenge you to watch and pray. That's what God tells us to do. He says watch, not only watch, but watch and pray. Why is that? Well, because he doesn't want us to miss a thing. He doesn't want the enemy to get a hold of us. He doesn't want us to go through any trouble. God loves us. He loves his creation. He loves his, he's not created. He's not a created being. He's Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He loves his people. He loves all of us. And he doesn't want us to go through any trouble. And the more we watch and the more we pray, and we pray because we have to. We have to ask God, oh, God, you know all things. I don't understand this. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to get down on my knees like Daniel and raise my hands up in the air and bow my head to you and I'm going to have a conversation with you. And I'm going to say, why are these happening? Are these things happening? Why, why is this happening? Any question you have for God, he'll answer you. You might not like the answer he has, but he'll have an answer for you because he's that good. He's a loving God and he cares everything about you. Don't think just because he created the heavens and the earth that He does not interested in little old you because he is. And there was a time when I had, I didn't believe anybody cared about me and I turned to him and he showed me something different. He said, I care about you. I love you. Walk in my way and I'll show you the way. And let me tell you, every day since then, he's been doing it. He will continue to earn your trust. So believe in him. Have fellowship with him every day, not just on Sundays. You got to get away from that Sunday mess. Every day. Make that choice. Fellowship—that's good news. All right. Again, you can find my wife and I. We we stopped using the website, but it's still full, jam-packed of good news with good news. Uh, we continue to have it on the internet for people to um, to see some good news and to get to know God some different ways, um, different things going on in the world. Uh, We can give you links and stuff on there as well. It's called Rock Salt 7. Check it out. All right. See you next time, Lord willing. It's Brother Robert.